Here we go again. Uno mas. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate, Jonathan Mitchell, Brandon. Oh, I like when John goes the middle name. Sometimes you know it's going you know to be a good day when John throws in the middle name. Boys, today we are going to get you guys set up with our picks and predictions for this Saturday's UFC Fight Night main event. Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak. Then we are going to dish you guys our UFC International Fight Week dream cards for mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. International Fight Week is always one of the biggest cards of the year. So we're going to tell you guys what we would like to see. If we could just, if we were asked, let's say we're going to put our Dana White hats on for one day, then per usual, all the news and happenings in the world of mixed martial arts and more. But first, boys, how are we doing kicking off the year? Isn't it weird? January always seems like it takes like three months Mm -hmm. and then like February through April just flies by. But I'm like, cannot believe we are still in January. Yeah, it does seem like it's, it's weird. been a long really one. Right at the tail end, though. Yeah. yeah. 29th. Yeah, it just seems like it's kind of dragging on, and especially with some of these fights coming up, um, I'm just, like, ready to get to them. Yeah, it's weird to have such a big pay-per-view and then a week off so yeah. close and to each we're other. We're going to have eight weeks in a row starting this week, yeah. right? So Yeah. We'll see, we'll see how you feel at the end of the eight weeks if you're ready for that's that a good little point. break. <laughs> yeah, because for us, it's going to be a grind. That's a good point. Um, so we were just talking beforehand, because last, last week I kind of, you know, we talked about our verdict MMA uh, fantasy league. So once again, for starters right there is if you have not joined our fantasy league, I think we've only got like six people in there. That's pretty pathetic. Yeah. Uh, a lot more than six people listen to this podcast. So, and it's just, it's free. I, maybe, maybe people thought it costs. I don't know. It's a free, mm-hmm. it's a free app. You just download, download the verdict MMA app um, and then join our group. Um, what I'm going to do, because um, I was thinking about this too, is like, you know, it's hard to like remember to repost the, the group's link. Um, so if you go to our Instagram, at Neon Billy Podcast, there's a link in our bio. It's our link tree. I'm just going to throw up Verdict MMA in there and it'll take you. I'll put that link in there um, and it'll be super easy. You can just mm-hmm. go straight to our Fantasy League from there. Um, but if not, it's just the Neon, uh, Neon Billy Podcast MMA Fantasy League. I don't know what. It's something like that. But... If you, per usual too, if you can't find it, just hit us up. Mm-hmm. Um, but last week I told you guys, I'm going to do something. I want to do something for the winner. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, hopefully next week I can debut it. Well, it came, just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So yeah. uh, it's it's a hoodie. Uh, it's a neon belly hoodie. Um, I, I designed these hoodies a couple weeks ago. And then my thought was, oh, I'm going to debut it here for you guys. And then I was like, oh, then we'll give a free one away for the winner since, you know, this is kind of the first season and we're trying to figure out this whole fantasy and how we want to do it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, we'll give away a free hoodie to the winner. The only thing is the hoodie didn't come out exactly like I wanted it to. Um, Yeah. This little sample one. Um, So we're going to try to – we're still going to try it though. So we're going to try to go to like an actual screen printer – um, and see what we can get done. So, join the league. There is going to be something given away at the end of it, though. Yeah. I'll say this. If it's not a Neon Belly hoodie and or Neon Belly t-shirt, um, we'll find something with equal value. How about that? Yeah, Brandon will name his next kid's middle name after you. Maybe Nate will give away his Money in the Bank briefcase. That, my Money Ooh. in the Bank briefcase. That's going to get buried with him. Yeah, that thing goes <laughs> That's going to be on his chest at the view. Maybe we could get like a cut. I, I want a version of those, like a custom one for mm. Neon Belly. Yeah, be that would cool. be awesome. Yeah, my, my Money in the Bank goes nowhere. My Pop Vinyls go nowhere. Uh, that all stays here with me. So, uh, get in that group. Like I said, we're going to give something away at the end. Um, what do you guys think? I think the design is cool. It's yeah. just, um, it's just not really the way that it was done. It's this thing called sublimation. Um, it just doesn't really pop the way that I want it to. Mm-hmm. So, and I was going to post, like I was going to announce like, Hey, we're going to post a picture of them, whatever. So you can, guys could see them, but I'm not even gonna waste your time posting this. Yeah. <laughs> so, You'd have to go in and edit it and make yeah, things just, a little yeah, bit just cleaner. A, just not what exactly what I want. So once we get what we want, we will bring that back up and let you guys know, but get in our verdict MMA fantasy league. Um, and boys, before we get into this episode, Brandon rate, sub, follow, let the people know. Great. sub, follow guys. So like Nate said, um, you can follow us on some more 
our socials. We're on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube now. we got a couple of videos up there. Also, most importantly, um, you can follow us. If you're on Apple, um, give us a five-star review, also a written review. Those are really important to help grow, um, spread, the, spread the knowledge. And um, if you're on Spotify as well, we have five stars on there. And no, no written reviews there, right? Just no, five stars. just five stars. And, uh, yeah, you can follow us on all the socials, at Neon Belly Podcast. That is right. Boys, we are going to jump into this card. UFC Fight Night this Saturday from the Apex. Let's – so this is a weird <laughs> card, yeah. We kind of talked about this last week. So let's, let's start with a little background on this card because – Though this is taking place in the apex here in America, in Las Vegas, uh, this, ma- this main card has an Eastern Standard start time of 1 a.m. Um, and the reasoning for that is this card was originally slated to be taking place in uh, Seoul, South Korea, and uh, was to be headlined by the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung. However, the Korean zombie was forced off this card due to a hip injury. Uh, so the UFC shelved the South Korea idea and moved the card back to the States, but kept much of the South Korean talent on the card. Mm-hmm. Um, so to kind of accommodate them and accommodate the South Korean fan base, they're keeping this card at its normal start time. So that's why this whole thing is kind of a little weird. And I can promise you, boys, I am not staying up until 1 a.m. <laughs> to watch this card. We'll be honest with you guys. On paper, this is a weak, weak, weak card. Um, it's, and, I, and, I, and that by no means am I saying don't watch it, that we're not going to see good fights. But I'm just saying definitely lacks a bit of the star power that, you know, especially we've seen as of late, even with fight nights. So, and these happen and it's okay. And like these guys were just talking about, I think it's not a horrible thing to have when we're getting ready to have like eight straight weeks or seven straight weeks, whatever it is of just mm-hmm. pure filth. Right. And some of the craziest pay-per-views we've ever seen. Yeah. On so, paper, so, so this is okay. This is, this is good. We had a cool off week. Now we're getting built back into some fights. We have a fun main event. There's still some good ones on there, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, but since the main event is off, the co-main, uh, original co-main, now becomes the main boys. So number seven, Derek Lewis, will be taking on number 12 ranked Sergey Spivak. Boys, this fight was originally supposed to happen back in November. However, Lewis was forced off the day of the fight due to an illness. So the fight was rescheduled, and here we are. And to me... Um, It seems like this is very instrumental for the future of Derek Lewis in the UFC. And I'm not Mm -hmm. suggesting necessarily that he's fighting for his future in terms of employment, but mainly his status and role in the division. I think a loss could be the difference between him fighting as a contender and fighting as a gatekeeper, essentially, Mm -hmm. for guys like Sergey trying to make a name off of him, right? Um, And because we are getting... Uh, farther removed from the Derek Lewis, who won four straight, which culminated in a huge knockout win over Curtis Blades, and then he went on to fight Surreal Gone for the interim title in a losing effort. Um, and since that Blades knockout, Lewis has won just one fight in his last four and is coming in off back-to-back knockout losses to Tai Tuivasa and most recently Sergei Pavlovich last July. Um, and on the other side, Spivak comes in having won five of his last six and is currently on a two-fight winning streak with back-to-back finishes. His last two victories are over Greg Hardy and most recently a second-round TKO, uh, TKO over Augusto Sakai back in August. Um, and I think for Sergei, Sergey, uh, this is just a big opportunity to propel himself into the top ten, mm-hmm. make a name off a big guy or a, a big name like Derek Lewis, and just kind of prove that he can compete at the top of this division. Um, so we will start. Who is our starter? I don't. Is it who's in last place? Brandon, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm in last place. All right, Brandon. So give us our your pick if you don't have anything else for us for um, the main event. The only th- so something that so my pick um, I'm going to go with Spivak here, and there's a couple of reasons why. Um, first is from according to social media, this so who knows how true you know what we see as far as going on that Lewis seems to have lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I saw that. Right, seems to be really That's healthy, that, yeah. um, and also. I'm really curious to see how that translates as far as Lewis's power. So if he truly has lost the weight, um, you know, how is that going to affect his ability to, 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 for that power to carry over, like I was saying, but also um, Lewis historically has been a guy that in high pressure situations doesn't always perform the best. And like you said, you know, this is a very important fight for Lewis's career. So um, history to me is a good, good predictor of future and, uh, behavior, so that's why I'm going to go with Spivak here. I just think that Lewis's mental state, with how much this means to him, also really kind of curious with the weight loss and how that could uh, again apply to his ability to f- 
perform in the cage. So I just think for me, Spivak can implement the wrestling. That'll be the best bet for him. But more than likely, this is going to end up a stand and bang uh, in the first round is what I'm kind of guess. So I'm going to go with first round knockout by Spivak. All righty. And, and kind of to start, I mean, Sergey Spivak absolutely blew through Augusto Sakai. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't say that to bring, you know, a, a shocking revelation. As, you know, he was a heavy favorite going into that fight. Um, he was also the one, though, that was unranked. You know, uh, Sakai mm-hmm. was ranked number 14 at the time. Um, but I'm just making that point because, to me, it was the type of dominant performance that you would expect to see a higher-level heavyweight have against someone ranked kind of just inside the top 15. So that's important mm-hmm. heading into this. Um and um, I do think uh, as well for Spivak that he has displayed some very good skill and technique um, that shows that he is more capable of competing at a higher level. You know, he throws a pretty good jab and he utilizes some very good takedowns, especially his inside trips um, and along the cage as well. Um, but in this fight, I just don't see that really being a problem for Lewis. Um, it's not that Lewis is necessarily hard to take down, but he's very hard to hold down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if Spivak can hold him down um and other than dc we've seen the best way to kind of beat Derek lewis is actually on the feet and and just knocking him out and i just don't think sergey is as big enough a threat from what we've seen so far um on the feet for lewis um Derek does like hanging out in that clinch though i will say that in that clinch position especially on the fence but he needs to be mindful of those trips from spivak like i mentioned because if spivak does get him out and can hold him down it's going to be problem for Derek Lewis mm-hmm. um, but I do believe that we are going to see a reinvented and remotivated Derek Lewis um, I do think he understands the importance of a win here I actually like the weight loss um, I, I do I can see what you're saying maybe about how it could affect his power but to me I think once again it just shows the focus for him going into this and I mean being a main event probably doesn't hurt shedding some weight there to, to help get him through the, uh, the five rounds the potential mm-hmm. of five rounds I'll say so give me the Black Beast by, I will say, round one knockout. Let's go for it. Nice. Early. Um, I agree with you on the weight loss thing. I think it's going to help his cardio uh, for Derek Lewis. And I do think that although losing some weight could do do something to the power, I think we've always heard that guys are born with power. You can't really That's train true. it. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, we've seen guys go down weight classes, you know, and still carry some of that power or have it even more because those guys aren't really were never really that big before. Um, and, and I think with Sergey, he's struggled against these top 10 type of guys. And I think that's the only people he kind of struggles against. But Derek Lewis is still, as of right now, in that realm. And I agree, too. I think that Derek Lewis, he doesn't get held down. He gets up. And um, and as much as this is a big fight for him, it's not bigger than fighting in his hometown or bigger than fighting for an interim. So I feel like if – I mean, this could be in that realm, but it's not nearly as big as those to me. So I'm going to go Derek Lewis. I'll take second-round knockout. Yeah, getting out of Texas for him is – Yeah. You know, I, I, that's well, he was probably hype about South Korea. Like, that's as far from Texas as you can get. He actually seems like somebody that would be miserable in South Korea. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, <laughs> I bet you his Instagram post would be hilarious in um, South Korea. One thing I will say – say uh before we move into our next fight that i do wonder for lewis if he were to lose um i would almost wonder if we see him take the gloves off and walk away he wouldn't have nothing left to prove he has nothing left to prove he's 37 almost 38 years old i believe um and i just have a feeling that you lose to tuivasa uh you lose you lose to pavlovich now you're losing to spivak um who all due respect to spivak who there's still some question on, like, I'm not saying um, he's Lewis should be beating a guy like Spivak. You know what I'm saying? But to Lewis, I'm sure he probably feels like these are the guys that he should be beating, right? So mm-hmm. you lose to him. You know, you're going to be holding on if you're Derek Lewis off three straight losses. You're kind of going to be clinching to that top 15. And it's like, at that age, it's like, man, do you really want to just start over fighting these young guys from the bottom, trying to, mm-hmm. make, like I said, make a name off of you? Mm-hmm. And it's like... We know he's made a lot of money. Um, he's he's made a good living. He's Record fought, holder for dude, knockouts. Dude, he's fought a ton. Like, I can't remember the amount, but, dude, Derek Lewis has fought so much in the UFC. He's been so active, like one of the more active heavyweights mm-hmm. over the last, you know, five, maybe even plus years. So, um, yeah, I do just kind of wonder, you know, uh, I do think he loves it. I think he enjoys it, really, mm-hmm. <laughs> believe it or not. You know, I know he doesn't always seem like it, but I, I do think Derek Lewis likes fighting. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of wonder that sometimes as I was kind of thinking about this fight. is like, man, 
if he loses, like John said, like, what does he have left to prove at that point? You know, I know he wanted to be a champion, and that would be the only thing, but, man, that's going to put him so far away, and Mm -hmm. almost, like I said, 38 years old. I mean, it could take, I mean, I don't know, because it is heavyweight, right? And, you know, Mm -hmm. two or three good knockouts could get you right back, but You could lose four in a row and still be ranked number 15. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Shane Carlin, who stayed ranked top 15 for, like, five years and didn't fight or something. One thing I'm interested (laughs) with him slimming down is I wonder if it's going to be more, like, head kicks and stuff that he's been, like, snapping out yeah. but he, can, he knows he can't do too much because of cardio but now that he's a little bit lighter he might sure. and those things are they come out of nowhere yeah his little tornado kicks he throws. yeah <laughs> the next fight that we are going to preview boys so when you when you get cards like this right where you know after the main event you know um i believe Devin clark yeah. is in the co-main and he is fighting um da Eun jung yeah he's actually yeah and he's kind of an interesting up and coming you know light heavyweight mm-hmm. um so could have previewed that one, but I feel like when you get cards like this, it's always fun to kind of go off a little bit and find ones that maybe mean a little bit more or whatever to you personally. And I think that was this one for me when I brought it up to you guys. Um, and it is going to be the return boys of the Korean sexy boy, do who Choi versus Kyle Nelson. Um, so I, uh, let me go. Sorry. So, Doohoo Choi, the Korean sexy boy, has taken a lot of time off. Um, he's been battling some injuries. Um, he did have a bout scheduled back in 2021, mm-hmm. um, but he was forced off of that due to injury as well. Um, I think it's been almost three years. I think um, some of that he had mandatory military service too, right? I, dude, I, I, it's so, that was my original thought when I saw this was his mm-hmm. return fight, I'm like, oh man, he's coming back from his military thing. Then I started doing some research and I couldn't find anything other than injuries that said that he's there for a reasoning on why he's had a three-year layoff. I think there's a mandatory There age. is, because uh, the zombie went through that right. as mm-hmm. well. Um, so I don't know. Um, mm. uh, being honest, I hate not knowing because that's something that we should, uh, but I genuinely can say I tried to do some digging into that and the only thing that I could find consistently is that he's been trying to battle back from injury. So what injuries? It didn't say. Mm. Um, so and then that he did have a bout scheduled in 2021, but then got injured, and then it kind of started whatever it was the whole process over again. Um, but I will say I do think for him and where his career was at that time, um, having that time off could be a good thing for Choi, who despite starting his UFC career going three and zero with three first round knockouts, is currently on a three fight losing streak for his career. In his mm-hmm. fight with Cub Swanson, which was the first first Top loss, tier. dude, literally one of the greatest fights in UFC history. Hall of Fame. It, yeah, yep, it is a Hall of Fame fight. Um, I joked earlier about, or earlier, a couple, like last month, about making my family watch Yuri Prohashka versus Glover Teixeira. Um, and I actually got that because one the year of this fight, I literally made my entire family sit down and watch this fight at Christmas, and they will all attest to that. Um, and it's funny because, like, the first, like, round or two is kind of slow, and then it just gets crazy. And, like, at the end, you know, my whole family was going nuts because none of them had seen it. And they're like, man, we were thinking you were crazy at first because, like, you know, it was kind of slow, and it's like it just gets crazy. So, I can watch Derek Lewis and Francis. Yeah, but it's like, so if you've never seen – uh, Doohoo Choi versus Cub Swanson. Seek that bad boy out and have fun because uh, mm-hmm. it's a great fight. But you do wonder. It's the first, and it was a close fight, um, but it makes you wonder um, if that kind of, because that did start these three-fight losing streaks, right? So it makes you wonder how much did it take out of him um, because he did suffer back-to-back second-round KO losses after that mm-hmm. to Jeremy Stevenson, uh, Stevens, excuse me, and Charles Jordan in his most recent fight. I think I saw the only people who Choi has fought in his whole UFC six-fight tenure that's still in the UFC is Jordan and um, Cub Swanson. So mm-hmm. that kind of tells you how long it's been for Choi. Mm-hmm. Um, but his opponent, Kyle Nelson, is also coming in with a bit of an unfavorable Oof. record um, of Nelson's five UFC fights. He has only won one fight in the organization. Um, he has fought some stiff competition, though, as his last two losses were to Billy Corintillo and uh, Jai Herbert. Um, I do think both of these men are fighting to stay in the promotion on mm-hmm. Saturday. And ultimately, I do believe the u- the loser um, will probably be moved on. As crazy as that is, especially for Choi to think, who, like I said, we thought was like the second coming of the zombie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so your guys' thoughts, I guess, then, um, on that talking point um, with, with Choi and kind of just his future. Um, because, like I said, at one point, we really thought this guy was going to be a title contender, um, but also his opponent, uh, or Gordon, um, 
he's been very active right over these last three years. So it's kind of like that, you know, do you think the three years off for Choi, you know, it is a lot of time, probably needed it. If you go watch his fights, I mean, they're mm-hmm. always just bangers. Um, but then Gordon has been active, even though he's struggled, right? So, Nelson. Yeah. Or Nelson, sorry. So my, I guess for me, I'm leaning Choi here. And I think, of, I think that the... Three years off, like you said, plays a big role. It does change things for me because my understanding was that it was military service. I didn't look into it at all. I was just my assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, so hearing that his injuries makes me a little bit nervous for my pick. But um, the other side of that for me is him getting to fight in his home country. You know, that's a big one. I think I, those guys don't get a lot of opportunity to do that. So I think that he has that on his return is a big, big piece to the it's, puzzle. It's not in South Korea. Or, this card's in Vegas. Oh, geez. They got moved from South Korea. <laughs> why to am Vegas. I thinking? Why am I thinking? Oh, because of the time change. That's why I'm confused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, still a big, you know, a big moment for him because I mean, even there, like they're shifting the entire time for yeah, you know, that yeah. side of the side of the world. So, um, still impactful for him. I I, I think that's going to be play a role. Um, because like you said, the re, the last three were a little rough for him as far as the knockouts, but. Typically, with some time off, that, that gives the guys a chance to kind of reset. And I think with him, give him give him a little bit of a chance to expand his approach to the fights as well because he was kind of getting mm-hmm. lost in those firefights. Um, so see if he exercises a little bit of patience in this one. So, Yeah, I actually think this is, despite both guys' records and, and as of late especially, I really think this is a pretty good matchmaking by the UFC. Um, and, and this matchup should present a really fun fight as well. Um, Nelson just gets after it right from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, his power is dangerous early um which was he displayed in his only lone ufc win um but he also likes to mix in the wrestling especially against the cage um and with Choi having not fought in almost three years that could be tough to deal with um especially with nelson being so dangerous that early Mm -hmm. um you know he's gonna have Choi's guy i mean he's gonna have to get on it fast you know because nelson's gonna come across the cage right at him um but one thing with nelson that i watch that gets him in trouble a lot in a lot of his fights is his cardio and then defense especially on the feet um and when his gas tank goes uh he really starts to make makes mistakes and he gets hit a lot Mm -hmm. um and and it's kind of weird because like i said a lot of his fights man he was winning or you know really doing well performing well and then he just kind of gasses out by like the second round um and we know what Choi is capable of if he touches your chin i mean Mm -hmm. i think almost everybody's fought he's dropped (laughs) um so i will take Choi, and i'm gonna take Choi by second round knockout did you make a... No, I didn't make a pick. It's okay, because I'm taking Choi by unanimous decision. Okay. okay. Um, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys on this. Um, I feel like this is kind of a toss-up in, in my head because of, you know, the layoff and then both of their, you know, last couple performances. But I do think for this one, I'm going off potential and what I've seen at his best with Choi, I think, is a, a higher level than what uh, Nelson has put out. So I'm going to take... Uh, it's actually the Superboy. I looked it up because I thought it was... I thought it was the sexy boy. No, I think you're thinking of sexy Yama. And se- yeah, but I thought it was the Korean sexy boy. No, it's Superboy. Because I looked it up because I thought it was Is like Starboy. Is it the Korean boy. Superboy? Yeah, it's the Korean Superboy. Oh, okay. So I'm taking Superboy. <laughs> um, I will say first round knockout. You said second, right? Yeah. So I'll say first round. Yeah, I. It's, it, Nelson's a guy too. He's gone up and down. Um Mm-hmm. His lone win, I believe, was at featherweight, which this is a featherweight bout. But, uh, man, watching his last fight against Jai Herbert, which was at lightweight, I almost thought Nelson looked like he could have been a freaking welterweight. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he's a big guy. So, like I said, a lot of power, a lot of strength. But, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, this is an interesting one. I think it's going to be – chances are it's going to end up being fight of the night, I think. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun one. So, that is it. That is our picks. Uh, I do want to say one quick thing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and I brought this up when we first talked about this South Korea card, but the UFC has made no like big deal out of it. But the prelims are the finale to a Grand Prix yeah. they did in the South Pacific I of did like one twenty fivers, one thirty fivers. But they didn't. UFC didn't announce it because they don't do Grand Prix because mm-hmm. the best fighters are already over here. Blah blah blah. But that's why when you look at the uh, the prelims, there's six and O guys. There's you know ten and two guys going against six and O guys. So. Those first, those last fights on the prelims will yeah. be the winners of the Grand Prix for the South Pacific. Interesting. Excuse me. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I saw that too, and I'm like, what is this? And I started looking it up, and I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's just weird they made no mention of it yeah. anywhere. All right, boys. Well, we are going to move into our International Fight Week dream cards. Um, and these are our way too early UFC International Fight Week dream cards. Let me say that because, yeah. you know, obviously this. Uh, International Fight Week's always in July, um, so 
we're trying to look into our crystal balls and have fun with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and I'll be honest, like with mine, some of these I feel like are probably, if these are the fights that happen, um, they're probably going to happen before July. <laughs> Um, but it's tough, right? But we're starting to see we kind of the fun with this is we're starting to kind of see how the year is stacking up. You know, mm-hmm. we're booked out till April for some guys. So you kind of know who's available, who's yeah, a not. A lot of guys are off the table. Absolutely. Um, and one thing that I wanted to do, um, because I'm not sure what the number of it's because they haven't booked International Fight Week yet. I think it's going to be 288 or 287, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, but I'm not sure. So I told you guys for some fun, let's name our pay-per-views, like, which is super old school. If you've been a UFC fan for a long time, they used to name the pay-per-views instead of being like UFC 285. You know, it used mm-hmm. to be like UFC uh Titans touch and butt, yeah. you know, or something like that. I don't know. Affliction. Yeah, affliction. Pain to the glory. <laughs> Blood and tears. So what we're going to do is we will um, we'll do like kind of like a round robin style. So everybody will start with your first fight, uh, kicking off the main card. Um, and we'll each go around and then we'll build up. Should each have five, right? Right. This is going to be interesting, too, because... There could be some doubles. We could be some doubles. I almost messaged you guys like, hey, you know, actually we should probably go ahead and post them because I don't want us all picking the same fights. But... I was like, no, because it is kind of tough because, you know, some guys are booked and you kind of mm-hmm. know who is and who isn't. But yeah. I thought it'd be funner anyways. Um, We're going to say our title first. Your title? Yeah, yeah. So when you get to it, uh, you we'll start with Brandon, me, and then John. Okay. Um, so Brandon, for UFC. It'll have to be 87 is the... Um, the card, the Adesanya card. So. Okay, so it's eight. So It'd be 88 and, and or 89. That, and that one's in like May. April, April I thought, I thought 17th. It was in May. Nope, April. So see, it might even be two eighty nine. I don't even know. Right. You just want me to say the name? Yes, your the name of your pay per view is. Okay, I tried. It's it's called Reclamation. <laughs> I like it. I tried to that's, try to tie it into some of my very, matchups. That is very early. I did the 2000s. same thing. I, that's, I did my mine is based off my matchups as well. Nice. So do you want me to get in my first fight? Your very first fight on UFC Reclamation. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll kicking be. off the main card. Okay, so. I'm, this is my number one because it's a title fight, but based on what? the one. Hey, no, 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 start, what's starting your card? Oh, yeah. oh the, the bottom, 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 yeah. bottom. Okay, oh, sorry. Geez. So sorry. So sorry. <laughs> he was going to bury the whole um, lead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the bottom fight. All right, so this one was kind of a tricky one. I understand you, we're not supposed to put booked fighters, but I'm kind of making an assumption. Um, it's Bo Nickel versus Jack Manson. And I have Nickel. I know Nickel's booked, but my assumption is if he goes out there and he beats, uh, it's Pickett, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he beats him early first round and kind of makes it he look could be easy. Ready. You know, yeah, right. he, he's, yeah. Uh, he's been calling for. You know, he wants to make it move to the top pretty quick. And I think Hermanson would be a fun, fun fight for him because he's got a little bit of the grappling mm-hmm. um, experience in Huge there. Hermanson's yeah. known for, um, but he's also sitting in the in the teens. I think is Hermanson mm-hmm. <clears throat> currently. But um, yeah, so that's my first fight. Nice. All right. My card is UFC when rivals return and mm. kicking off my main card. First fight of the night is Dominic Cruz versus the debuting Bantamweight, Devison Figueredo. Um, this would be a great first fight back for Cruz after his knockout loss to Cheeto Vera. Um, by this time, it will have been about a year from that fight, which at 38 years old is probably a good thing for Cruz to take that time off. So, you know, this July time frame kind of makes sense for him. And, um, you know, even for Figgy going up, like gives him some time. Uh, we just saw him kicking off, you know, the first pay-per-view. But I think the unknown of Figgy at 135 really makes it an interesting matchup. And if Figueredo were to win, what a statement it would be for him uh, to make a name off of a guy like Cruz in this new division. Uh, so that is the first fight for UFC when rivals return. All righty. My card is going to be titled UFC Contenders or Pretenders. See, I was really... John, I, I feel like we need to brand an overall John. I think it should be UFC Lonely Heart Boys. No, that's what it was actually going to be, but I didn't I have guarantee- enough of them on the list. <laughs> I guarantee every fight is going to involve one of his Lonely Heart no. Boys, and his Lonely Heart Boy is going to be like winning every fight. No, I actually was going to do that, but most of them are booked right now. Hold on. So. L- let's, let's make a guess here. Kai Carfron's probably going to be on this card. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, a good, that'd be an easy one. Nope. <laughs> okay, go ahead, John. All right, so my first fight is going to be Jelton Almeida versus Jimmy Crute. 
Oh, that's a fun one. Um, Love it at 205. Right. Well, well and, and the reason I always say the heavyweight thing is open, because like I said, you can be 0-4 and be in the bottom of heavyweight. So there is options for him to get ranked. But just beating a ranked heavyweight, I think giving him a ranked 205-er makes sense. And Jimmy Crute would be a, a nice fight for him, a name. And for Jimmy Crute, it gives him a chance to push back a contender and show that he's still in there, boys. I like it. Next fight on... Reclamation. reclamation UFC reclamation Brandon all right so this is where we s- start to see the the name sort of hold true to the fights here so our next fight we have that's so funny because my second fight is when my name starts that's so <laughs> crazy it's, I swear we have we literally did not talk about this we have Brian Ortega versus Brandon Allen 145 so Ortega's yeah Ortega is coming off of a couple of losses uh, or the you know the most recent to Yair with the injury which was kind of a rough one because you know didn't necessarily lose but you know for it to end the way it did um but he's still been kind of looking to to march his way back to the title after losing to Volk and um so anyway that's just a way for him to kind of show he's still a contender against the surging Allen that would be a fun fun fight the way Allen's looked as of late just Getting in there and getting after it with whoever's in front of him. Say so, Brendan or Arnold? Arnold. I don't know okay. why I said Brendan. Sorry. Arnold so Allen. Um, but yeah, Arnold Allen, like I said, his last fight with Hooker looked phenomenal. Just marched forward. So to see him and Ortega do that, because Ortega's a guy who likes to stand and trade as well, that would just be fun to watch. Yeah, that's a great fight. Are they done booking UFC London yet? Yes. Oh, man. I was going to say, that'd when be Dana a great did that fight for UFC London, too. He said that there's no new fights. So I like that. Is that's, he in that one? It's a good fight. No. Okay, I was going to say, did I mess no. it up already? No, no, no. Arnold Allen's not booked currently. So, UFC, when rivals return, same thing as Brandon. This is when the name starts to take place because I think everything here is somebody that involves a return. Um, And my second fight is going to be Bilal Muhammad versus Colby Chaos Covington. Mm-hmm. Um, And this one is almost really, honestly, out of necessity. Is They're probably the only two top welterweights as of now, we know who are not don't have matchups um, at the top of 170 pounds as well. Um, but it's also just a great matchup, and if it happens, especially here in July, the timing could very well determine the next number one contender. Easy, um, especially you know now that we know with Gilbert and Masvidal, I don't think if Masvidal were to beat Gilbert, he'd be a number one contender. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't. Uh, now Gilbert, he's gonna have a case for it if he wins that fight, right? Right. Uh, but Bilal and Colby. Easy number one contender fight, and, and especially, you know, after with the timing, because uh, we know we're going to get Gilbert and Masvidal soon, obviously Leon Kamara soon, so it could be a number one. Either of those guys could hold out for a title. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for my next one for contenders or pretenders is our first copy. I had Dominique Cruz and Davis and Figueredo as my That's um, crazy. second one. Up. <laughs> That's funny. For the same reasons, you know, it's a, it's a name. You know, International Fight Week is always kind of like a list of who's who. Sure. And then those, two, and with those two, I mean, you're talking about a debut of one of the, you know, most exciting fighters at Flyweight. And then obviously Dominique Cruz is very well documented. So, and for the same reasons, I think it'd be a great matchup for both of them to show, you know, they're the real deal in that division still. And uh, yeah, it's something That's I really want to see. That's so crazy that we both had the same. I was thinking, because I have an extra one. It was it was going to be like a prelim main event type yeah. of fight, so I was going to take that out and put that in once you said that. But I think it just it's how it's going to be for all of us. Yeah, Some repeat fighters or f- whole fight matchups. I would have thought maybe title fights would be similar, but I didn't think like main card fights would. That's interesting. Yeah. There's ahead. just so many people booked right now, man. Yeah, that's true. All right, so another copy fighter, I suppose. In this case, we have Colby Chaos Covington versus for this is for UFC Reclamation, by the way. Colby <laughs> Covington making his return against. Hamzat Chemaev. Mm. Um, that that's just a fun one. Neither one of these guys are booked, uh, to my knowledge. Um, Hamzat's oh. kind of been uh, outspoken about really looking for someone. Um, Colby very quiet as of late, but I think that this fight makes sense with Colby wanting to get returned into the mix. And he's kind of been, you know, his last fight was against Masvidal, mm-hmm. but um, I think he, lo- you know, he needs to really show where he stands in the division. Besides just kind of having his couple good fights with Usman and then looking pretty good against Masvidal. But I think a lot of people kind of expected that from him. Um, and then ha- Hamzad is no Masvidal. So I think that would yeah. just kind of go to show where Colby is as far as returning to kind of chase that title. See, I went below. I, I am under the impression, um, that Hamzat is committed to welter or middleweight. I thought he was moving up. 
I mean, especially if you see his Instagram, that picture I sent you guys, he is juicy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he is getting big. Um, but I thought, I thought, you know, and I think too, like missing weight yeah. at 170, his last one, and then not really giving a shit either. Um, didn't really bode well for her. But hey, if he can make it and they're okay and comfortable with it, I love that fight yeah, too. I mean, that's not, that's yeah. not one you're not going to miss there. And the lead up to that fight would be way funner than the lead up to Bilal and Colby. Yeah. Um, so my next fight, which has a little stipulation on it as well, boys, for when rivals return is the return of the Mac, baby. Connor mm. McGregor versus Michael Chandler. And the stipulation is they're going to be the ultimate fighter coaches. And this is going to be the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's just not much you can really see. I mean, this one literally sells itself. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, if you're going to get them on the ultimate fighter, I mean, that's just going to be huge. And in the buildup for this, um, it would be a massive fight back for Connor um, in a win. He can hate it when I say it, but probably gets him a title <laughs> shot. You beat a guy like Chandler. Um, and for Chandler, who's had a very up-and-down UFC stint, if he were to win, um, I think it would get him right back to where he needs to be in the UFC and in a very competitive, lightweight division, having a, a, a scalp, so to see, say, or so to speak, on your resume like Connor would be huge. Um, I will say I'm not super privy to like tough tapings and schedules. So mm-hmm. logistically, I don't know if they could – you do know, it in time. Do it in time before July, but it doesn't need it either. You know, I just thought that would be a fun little thing, mm-hmm. having them be on the Ultimate Fighter. I don't know if John had it in the news, yeah. but uh, we can talk more about Connor and the Ultimate Fighter. But um, I just think it would be fun. It would be huge. Um, I know Connor probably, I don't know that he would return if it's not a main event. Yeah. I actually honestly almost debated putting him over the title fights. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert, my co-main and main are title fights. Yeah. Um, I almost considered that, but, um, I mean, dude, he's lost what two, two or three in a row. He's like, he's one, lost. he's like one in his last three, I think, or something for, um, so humble himself a little bit, I guess, maybe go on. And it's a massive, I mean, it'd just be a huge card anyways. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, him and Chandler would be fun. It'd be similar to, like, when he fought Cerrone, because that wasn't, like, a main event. It was, yeah. like, his comeback. And, and we don't even know what weight class he's coming back right. at either. So, I mean. Chino Chandler would fight him at 70, though. Yeah, Chandler. yeah, you're right. No, you're 100% right. Okay, so for my next fight on contenders or pretenders, I'm going to the light heavyweight division for Johnny Walker versus Anthony Smith. I think this is one that could be a title eliminator potentially. That's why I went for contenders, pretenders, because, you know, Anthony Smith loses this. It probably pushes him back some. Johnny Walker wins this. This could be a huge one for him as he's kind of been making his comeback. And obviously having a fight against Jamal Hill and losing, that could be a little bit of a storyline. Even with Anthony Smith, though, if he wins, he trained with him to win his belt and Jamal Hill's already said that he would be willing to give him a shot at it, and he wants to because he thinks he deserves it. So I think that one kind of really sets up a big fight down the road. I like it. Brandon, what is the co-main event for UFC Reclamation? So the co-main event, because it's not a title fight for me, this this was a tough one to choose. Yeah, That's interesting because I think most UFC fight weeks, we usually get like two to three. Well, Mm -hmm. I like it, though. I'm not. Hey, I like it. I like the changeup. The fight is... Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler. <laughs> so it's, it's another one. Um, yeah, it's it. Hey, you know what? And like even on mine, I think you could do without two title fights if that's your – Yeah. Especially a, if they could do it after tough. I mean, I, it's massive. I, the way – when I did – they were the first first ones I put on this list, and I was kind of unsure of – because like you said, Conor, I don't know what that looks like, him not mm-hmm. fighting yeah. as the main event. But I'm open to kind of rearranging it. I think most people wouldn't care as long sure. as Connor's on the card. Um, but yeah, th- for all the reasons you said, I think it's a great fight for Connor, honestly, because Chandler likes to go in there and trade. But Chandler has all the tools to really run through Connor if you think yeah. about it. If he implements the wrestling like he did in that second round with Poirier, it could be a really long night for Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a great fight all the way around and makes a lot yeah. of sense as far as it is reclamation for Connor. So And we also have to look at if they're going to make him do the six months in the pool again. Because he's getting into the, the shot clock of that, too. So, Ooh. But if he does get in, they can get that moving. I mean, any card he's on is going to yeah. be huge. Yeah. Continuing on, boys, when rivals return, our co-main event is going to be champ Al Jermaine Sterling versus the returning Henry Cejudo. Um, this one has to happen at this point. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I don't want to see, you know, I know there's been there's been different things floated about what to do with Cejudo if, if Aljo can't go, but I don't want to see re- Henry's return, you know, after three years 
to be for an interim title or against anyone else, really, for that matter. Aljo holds the longest win streak in the UFC Bantamweight history and is tied with TJ for the most wins. Um, You know, he's not just the best Bantamweight right now, but numbers don't lie, boys. He's one of the best of all time. I mean, Mm -hmm. really, in this very still young division, you know, I put Aljamain Sterling right now up there with, with really anybody. Um, and with Sterling, uh, still recovering from his torn bicep tendon, um, you know, he said that he may be ready to go by April or May. Um, but I say we just give him all the time he needs and, uh, put him in Cejudo on the biggest card of the year because it's a massive fight. Why rush it? If you can wait till May, you can wait till July. There's no rush for Cejudo. I mean, I'm sure Cejudo's ready to go. He wants to get back in there, but it's been three years. You can wait two more months. And like Mm -hmm. I said, give Aljo all the time. So that fight is just even better. Um, but I, I know it's, it's not like super like, Oh, we kind of, it's, it's one that's pretty much on the paper. It's like just trying to find a date. And I say, Put it on International Fight Week. It'd be mm-hmm. massive. Nice. Um, I'm also going non-title for my co-main. And for contenders or pretenders, I want to see Arnold Allen versus Max Holloway. We haven't heard nothing from Max. He's it's been out for fight. a little while. Max White doesn't have an opponent. That division is a little bit held up right now. Mm-hmm. And Arnold Allen could use a huge name like Max Holloway to really push him into fans' eyes because, as we know, some people probably still think Max Holloway is the greatest in the division. And I think that gives him – and then Max is just a huge draw. I think he's kind of like a similar – not not the same level as Connor, but he's in a vein of fighters that's like people will sign – you know, they'll buy the pay-per-view to see him. Sure. So that's my co-main event, Arnold Allen versus and, Max Holloway. And Max, man, similar to Colby, been very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, and I don't mean quiet as in like Max is like a kind of a shit talker or anything like that, but just, you know, he you just haven't really heard anything about Max. I mean, I know he got married recently, so, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he just took some time to enjoy life a little bit and good for him because Max has been through some wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he might need this time, but dude, July would be a great, uh, return time and I love that and he loves the lights too man he yeah. loves to show up and show out mm-hmm. tune in get tuned up all that type of stuff so I think he'd be a great co-main yep. if you're gonna go non-title I like it Brandon what is the main event all right, for so UFC reclamation so this one is really bringing home the the meaning to the name here we have the new champion Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill versus Yuri Prohashka. Um, just makes all the sense as far as, like we said, the reclamation. Yuri never really lost his title, had to walk away. Um, they've kind of sent those messages back and forth with one another. So it's pretty certain that's the one one that's going to happen next for Jamal, assuming the timeline works out with Yuri's recovery. But I think putting that at the top of the international fight would be great. Jamal's shown that he's a f- super, super fun guy to watch. He has oh, yeah. all the skills um, to hang in there with anybody. He's not just going to get ran through. Yeah. If the guy's a wrestler or just a jiu-jitsu guy and Yuri is Yuri. So putting those two together, I think, just really epitomizes the – uh, what you would hope for in the International Fight Week. Boys, the main event for UFC when rivals return is Jamal Sweet Drinks Hill versus the returning Yuri Prohashka. Uh, I mean, just kind of, yeah, everything Brandon said. Uh, Yuri did, I will just add, Yuri did just say this past week on the MMA Hour to Hera Hawani that he should be ready to go by July. Um, so timing makes sense. Gives Jamal time to kind of prepare, continue to heal. I mean, we just saw him go through a war with Glover, so he probably needs a little bit of time, and that makes a July return for him. Should give him that time. And I do know, the only thing I will add is I know, too, that, you know, Hill is the champion, um, but uh, if Yuri can go in July, they need to make it happen because Yuri was willing to vacate the title, you know, due to his injury to not hold up the division. We don't see that a whole lot. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So he definitely, to me, deserves a little bit of some champion's respect there and kind of gets to call his shot a little bit, and especially in being deserving of the number one contender. Um, And you can name any other light heavyweight that you want, but there's just no bigger fight in the division than this one. Um, And, you know, to see how both of their fights went with a common opponent, Mm -hmm. Glover Teixeira, (laughs) uh, this fight will be bananas and is going to be more than worthy of main eventing the biggest card of the year just like brandon said so Mm -hmm. that is my main event i'm glad you guys went with that because for contenders or pretenders my main event is going to be jamal hill versus yuri (laughs) prohashka because it's the biggest title fight for the timeline yeah jamal hill said he wants to fight july august regardless and if it's yuri great if it's not it's next man up so i think you could put magomed in there if yuri isn't ready but i think that i mean you do have like you know 
Whaley obviously got called out by Andrade. Maybe you could do that, but I, I had that on my. I, so I've made like a full. I had a bunch of. Them. I actually <laughs> had Whaley Andrade on here at one point. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. Yeah, and it's and so it's tough. But Jamal Hill. I mean, he, he you can't get hotter than him right now. Yeah. Um, and then come July, you know he does good promo. You know Yuri does good promo just from their videos back and forth sure. out in the snow. I don't know if you, Brandon, have you seen that one? I, d- I haven't seen the one that Jamal did. I know oh, he sent a re- seen a return one. Did but. you guys see Bilal did one? Oh no. <laughs> I think he's trying to get everybody to pay so, attention to him. So right Bilal now. did one, and uh, he says, "I am ready." And then it cuts to a video of Hasbulla throwing a snowball, and it hit, and, a snow, and it cuts back to Bilal, and a snowball hits him in the face. Yeah, so it was I, good. It was good. Yeah, I don't think there was any way that I, I had a, a very strong feeling that all of us would have this as the main event. But I am glad that we got some some different interesting uh, fights on the under that. Yep. Yeah, John, you hit it on the head. I think for the timetable, it just it's the biggest fight you can make. You know, I I told you guys funny funny enough is I had Alex Pereira and Izzy as my main event for this and then mm-hmm. that obviously got announced this week. We'll get to in the news, but so I was like, "Oh, man, but it it worked cuz like I said, I had so many fights written down. Um and one thing that I told these guys is um after International Fight Week, we are going to do this again for the because then always the UFC usually does a big pay-per-view at the end of the year. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see. And we'll have a – and it's just going to be fun because everything, like, it, we were originally going to do it for the end of the year. And then I'm like, man, that's so far away. I mean, who even knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm like, we'll do International Fight Week, and then that way we can do the end-of-the-year card. Um, and, man, it's so crazy because even if we pre- try to predict an end-of-the-year card, whatever we think is going to – I mean, who even knows? Like, And that's why I love this sport. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. Uh, real quick before we jump into the news, Brandon, run through your entire card for UFC Reclamation. All right. So for the entire card, we have at the bottom, we have Bo Nickel versus Jack Hermanson. And then next up, we have Brian Ortega versus Arnold Allen. And then we have Hamzat Chemaya versus Colby Covington. And then in the co-main, we have – Michael Chandler versus Conor McGregor. And then the main event is the title fight with Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill versus Yuri Prohashka. And for UFC, when rivals return, I had Dominic Cruz versus Davis and Figueredo kicking off the main card. Then we got Bilal Muhammad versus Colby Covington. Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler. Co-main event, Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo for the Bantamweight title. And our main event, Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill versus Yuri Prohashka for the light heavyweight title, John. All right, for contenders or pretenders, I have starting off the card, Jelton Almeida versus Jimmy Crute. Then we move on to Dominique Cruz versus Davison Figueredo. Then we move on to Johnny Walker versus Anthony Smith. Co-main is Arnold Allen versus Max Holloway. And main evented by Jamal Hill versus Yuri Prohashka. I love it. John, let's get to the news. Going on the news. Mm. Going on the news. Mm -mm. If you don't like it, Brandon will punch you and give you a bruise. All right, fellas. We're going to start things off with Connor. We've already been talking to him a lot with this, but there's a couple things that came up with him. Um, he made a post on his social media with the caption reminiscing on his time as the ultimate fighter coach, ending the caption saying he's been asked to coach again, and that's something that he would welcome and be interested in. I think he said he was offered. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, oh, I saw that. Yeah, he was, he was been asked to coach again. Okay. Um, afterwards, multiple fighters came forward saying they too have been offered to coach, including <laughs> Tony Ferguson and Bilal Muhammad. So first off, Tony Ferguson, I feel like, has lied about so much <laughs> stuff before. <laughs> Love Tony Ferguson. Yeah. But he has been like so many, like almost worse than Chael, like saying that, like, <laughs> Like stuff that he's called yeah. like yeah i've been offered this and that and i feel like, like maybe he follows like a spoof mma page on twitter and just doesn't know that it's fake <laughs> like that mma that press fake it. or whatever that could be it um obviously with ties to michael chandler too which we talked about yeah. in nathan's thing that makes sense as well oh i think it makes them i think him and chandler if you're if if the, the ultimate fighter thing is to be believed who bigger and who funner than Michael Chandler? Oh, that'd I mean, be so funny. Yeah. You know, Tony could be fun. It'd be hilarious. Tony is just such a character, and I think it'd just be Connor making fun of Tony the whole time, and Tony not fully understanding it, but right. still getting mad. Like <laughs> wearing I, sunglasses. It'd yeah, just be good. but you know, I I just think Chandler brings enough entertainment value. You don't need. I mean, like Connor coached opposite Uriah Faber, and Uriah is not a fun. I mean, he, I not a funny guy per se right you know so mm-hmm. but i think chandler offers just enough and i mean yeah just let connor do connor but the biggest thing is the fight at the end and that matchup is the, the one thing i will say about tony coaching is just that specifically could you just imagine tony coaching like the, i brought like my a, baseball specials oh, in that, you know what you know what brandon <laughs> yeah you just sold it <laughs> 
You know what? Seeing his him having them kicking oh tires, you punks ready to start kicking these bars? <laughs> yeah. They'll like they'll like walk in the gym and they'll be like thirty of those Wang Chung post things. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, like light half them on fire and yeah. then gonna, I need thirty <laughs> Uminaris right now, everybody. <gasps> they'll be like do, they'll be doing like the sand thing with their fists, like rolling their fists in sand and glass. You know what? You might and and I guess you know what I will say in Tony's credit, the the other selling point is that being a former winner of the show, yeah, not mm-hmm. just contestant, but he won it. You know, there is a little bit there for TV that I'm sure, yeah. um, I think it would be ESPN probably that would show it would love that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that little storyline. So in Ferguson, I mean, him and Connor makes a ton of sense and you could do it at either 55 or 70. But if you want a big, big fight, that's like, it seems a little disrespectful to Tony, I guess, but one that like people would take is like, Oh, this could be a legit contender fight. It's Michael Chandler, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, also in Connor news, he was, um, evidently hit by a car while biking. (laughs) He made a post about it saying he's lucky to survive. He said the driver couldn't see him because there was a sunspot blocking his vision. Yeah. Um, where McGregor was riding his bike, he went on to thank wrestling and judo for his awareness for (laughs) landing safely after getting hit and not dying. You know, like in Tarzan when he's like, like I don't really like he gets like something happens and he like slides on his knuckles and his toes. Like I just imagine Connor just like (laughs) didn't even touch my chest to the ground. Like (laughs) he just probably instantly went like gorilla mode. The video, uh, I don't know if you get on Twitter, he has a video of like basically his reaction right after and you could tell his adrenaline is on a million because he probably thought he was done for. Yeah, Yeah, I bet. Oh, I'm sure. Because it looks like it was like coming off a a turn and there was the sun right into that and it was a blind spot turn. Dude, street road cycling is very dangerous. But I just love that Connor like he can't even just fall or get in a bike wreck, you know, and Regular. have it just be a normal thing. Like, it's got to be like, you should have seen the form. You should have seen the form when I fell. Like. <laughs> and then to think judo as well, you think maybe he just did like, he like flipped his bike or something oh, and yeah. landed somewhere. Yeah, who, knows? who knows, man? Yeah, I would love to hear him explaining like the wreck because I, I mean, you could, <laughs> I love Probably it. Probably yeah. come up in one of his ESPN interviews. Yeah. Uh, I also seen a funny uh, meme that had uh, Nate Diaz driving a car saying, dude, I just hit that dude on a bike. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Um, All right. Now, in a weird turn of events, former UFC flyweight contender Askar Askarov now signing with Absolute Championship Akhmat, or ACA. This is coming after Askar requested his release, having some issues with weight and even dropping out of his last fight for health reasons. Askar was 3-1-1 in the UFC with his only losses being a split decision or a split draw with current champion Brandon Moreno in a close decision versus Kai Kara France. I believe he fought in ACA before he came to the UFC. That's interesting. But it's very weird that because I, I feel like if you're the UFC, maybe you let him go so he can get better, and then he comes back. But yeah, but not in the UFC. And this is kind of quick. I mean, we're only probably about six, seven months away from when he, um, you know, asked to be released. So. Sure. Um, also on the release side of things, Luke Rockhold announced he is now a free agent after coming to an agreement with the UFC to be released from his contract. Said he's looking for new challenges. Has been vocal about calling out both Paul brothers, especially Jake, who's looking into boxing and obviously MMA, saying he's just ready to f people up. Which I, I don't know. Coming out of retirement is kind of weird for that, but the money's there. Mm. Um, moving on, we got Bella Mir signing an indie or NIL deal with the UFC. Bella Mir is the daughter of former heavyweight champion Frank Mir. Um, it's the NIL is a name, image, and likeness deal. Um, it's big in the co- college sports right now. Basically, allows college students and athletes to get paid. Yeah, it's kind of Where, like sponsorship. Whereas before, like they they couldn't get paid to do autographs and stuff like that. Yeah, and they would a lot of them like Reggie Bush, notably in the, on the football side, lost his Heisman Award because he got caught doing that. But they obviously don't have other way to supplement money um, in that. So she's their very first person signed to this. She will serve as an ambassador for the UFC while competing at the University of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, Dana White basically making a statement saying that like you know this was always kind of in the cards for her to be a part of this for us and like i said to you guys when i when we talked about it i imagine this is a way for the ufc to kind of line up people for when they get out of college to like come right into the ufc yeah, i mean it doesn't suck right you know like imagine if they would have got to gable before the wwe right? did essentially but so, so it'll be interesting to see how you know prospects and, and maybe it might not because she's a freshman sure and obviously she has ties with her dad being frank mir but it'll be interesting to see how some of these high level wrestlers get um, a lot of them coming through now too i mean they're kind of at the tail end of their college careers so mm-hmm. and they have a chance to make some money leading into it and then obviously he can kind of say hey well when you get to us that money goes up um so moving on from that we had some huge fight announcements but first i'm going to get to the a couple kind of Lucy's Alexander Volkov versus Alexander Romanov will be a UFC Vegas 71 Darren Till versus RoboCop Gregory Rodriguez April 15th that's fun um and as Nathan had brought up in his fight um 
possibly being targeted for 287, but still waiting on word for recovery. It seems like the UFC is still trying to keep Aljamain Sterling and Henry Cejudo booked for at some point in this year. Um, but it does leave Sean O'Malley stuck with not a fight and most of the top 10 being booked in division currently. So it definitely sucks for him, but it seems like the UFC is definitely trying to hold on to an Aljamain Henry Cejudo book, which would make more sense now for fight because 287 is pretty much locked up. I feel like, um, which comes to the next thing, Dana White doing a surprise video, confirming some already announced fights amongst some new fights among those, the biggest being the rematch between current champion Alex Bejeda and former champion Israel Adesanya, UFC 287, April 8th. The co-main fight on that card will be Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal. Also on the main card, you have Raul Rosas Jr. versus Christian Rodriguez, Kevin Holland versus Santiago Ponzinibbio, and Rob Font versus Adrian Giannis. Notable on that card also is Chris Curtis and Kelvin Gastelum. Who's your early pick for Izzy, Alex? You know. Yeah, there's no <laughs> question there. Um... Also announced is some updates for UFC 285, obviously headlined by I'm John. A, I'm honestly surprised, like, if Izzy wasn't booked, John's UFC would have been UFC City Kickboxing. It could have been. <laughs> Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Hi, hi, hi. Like I said, I had I had typed in Lonely Heart Boys, but then I noticed uh, that all of them are pretty much booked. Yeah. So. John was like, UFC, Lonely Heart Boys, City Kickboxing, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Could have been, but <laughs> now we'll have to wait. Done it I mean, that might be my end of the year. Uh, yeah. I'm not, hold your <laughs> yeah. breath. Uh, also announced our updates for 285, obviously headlined by John Jones versus Surreal Gone for the undisputed heavyweight title. That will be co-mained by Valentina versus Alexa Grosso, uh, Bo Nickel versus Jamie Pickett, Jeff Neal versus Shavkat Rachmanov, and Dan Hooker versus Jalen Turner. Um, a notable on the prelim for that would be Derek Brunson versus Drikas Duplessis. I just sometimes wonder if the UFC values Dan Hooker's life. Like, they just keep giving him, like, the toughest, youngest yeah. killers, man. I mean, like, and credit to him, dude, because he just says yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he just shows up and just throws down. I love Dan well, Hooker, but, like. He looked good his last fight, but this gosh, last fight man. isn't Jalen Turner. So. Gosh. Can we just, like, not. Oh, dude, I seen a. Can we, like, protect Dan? Give him a little bit of, like, a run here of, like. Dude, I seen a picture that said that at the time when he fought them, his last like seven opponents were all like six and oh, six and one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying he cannot beat Jalen Turner. It's just like, man, it's like, oh, let's find the toughest matchup that nobody wants. Oh, there's Dan Hooker's next opponent. Yeah. <laughs> like Darren Till has had a bad run as well. Getting Robocop yeah. after uh, oh, Drikas yeah. is yeah. is rough for him. That's a quick I, turnaround for Robocop, I too. Agree. And it seems like they set 285 and 287 up like really similar sure. high profile fights for the main event you have like young guys like a bone nickel or new guys like a bone nickel or that raul rosas jr yeah and then like just some really exciting fights under rob font and adrian Giannis and dan hooker and jalen turner could have been you know fight night headlines to me mm. so but that's all i got for you guys so i had one thing we went a little longer than i thought we would but i feel like if i waited off another week it's just not you know it's kind of it it's kind of a little bit more of a current thing. So uh, I'm going to play this clip, though, and, and and we don't have to go too long on it, but I just more or less, I hope this is the right clip that I have pulled up, but I more or less just want your guys' thoughts on it. This is something that uh, Errol Hawani said um, this past week on the MMA Hour about Shogun's mm. um, retirement fight and how he kind of feels about it. I'll be honest, like I'll say before, I don't, I, this isn't obviously taking shots at Errol Hawani. I love Hawani, and I honestly agree with him on most things. Um, and it's not that I disagree with him necessarily on this. It's just I can kind of give you my take. But I just want to see what you guys think. Away from the guy. Oh, here we go. I'm not trying to take anything away from the guy. But, I mean, did it, how many people knew who this guy was, Ihor Pateria, oh. going into this fight? And it just feels like why do we always have to kill off the guy? Look, someone has to win, someone has to lose. But why does it always feel like let's put the legend in there against the lesser-known young up-and-comer and more often than not, nothing happens to that young up-and-comer. They're unable to capitalize off the win. It just becomes a very depressing... So essentially what he's saying is like, you know, why do we always have to, you know, put the legends in against these, like, guys? But my thought is, what else do you do, though? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I see what he's saying, but it's like... <sighs> is there... This is the UFC, right? Mm -hmm. And so based on what we saw from Shogun, I mean... Is there even anybody, I mean, if you put him in there against him, who couldn't have beat Shogun? You know what I'm right. saying? Like, he didn't look his best. I think he would even admit that. It's definitely, we're far, far removed from the Shogun that of yesteryear. Um, but it's like, who who, who do you give him? 
So, like, I guess, I don't know, I was just curious your guys' thoughts, because I do think we are kind of hearing this as, as we are seeing this, like, we're kind of ushering out this older generation of fighters, and it's like, how do, and, and the sport is so young, and it's like, how do, it's kind of unprecedented on how we handle the end of a, a superstar's career, right? Did, um, did it sound, it sounded to me like he was almost more sympathetic to the the new young guy. Than, I didn't know, I, and maybe it's just a clip, um, so maybe that didn't come across the best. No, I think he was more saying like, I think it was more like you're giving Shogun this no name guy who he's never going to be. And it's not like you gave him like, there's a difference between you're going out against like John Jones and E. Horpateria. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's like, you can't give him the top of the division either. Number one. So like, to me, I think it also, it almost comes more down to like, you just say no to those guys. Like we just have to stop or I say we, but I mean, I mean, cause we can't stop it. But I think as a, as a sport, as the sport moves forward, you kind of got to usher in a new standard on like how to tell guys no, or like when you cut it off. Right. Um, I actually, you know, believe it or not, I listened to the Anakin Florian podcast last week and Ray Longo had a very interesting idea is instead of like, if somebody's got like another fight, cause how many times we've we heard like, Oh, I've got one more fight on my contract and then I'm going to go. It's like, instead of having them fight that, just pay them, pay them the money, yeah. have them show up, sit cage side, play a video package like they did for Aldo and let them go out as a legend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and piece together. Cause I mean, you know, that was obviously an awesome moment there with, with Aldo. How um, many fighters do you think would actually do that though? To not put their, not to take their gloves, you know, not to get to take their yeah, gloves off. Yeah, I guess off it comes down to how many of them do it for the money, are still doing it for the money, or still doing it because mm-hmm. they genuinely just want to fight. Yeah. Um. But then, but then, like I said, maybe there's also like a legends league or something, mm-hmm. you know, like that we need to move guys into at a certain point. I don't know. It was just I thought it was an interesting idea actually, and and like I said, I'm not necessarily saying Ariel's wrong. I'm just like I just don't know what else you do. Though. Well, I think in in some instances you do see these like very end of the road guys getting a chance to fight each other for like probably who's done. Sure. You know, we've seen like, um, like a, a, a Matt Brown being some of those or like a Donald Cerrone as he got to the end, they kind of gave him yeah. like guys who were like, oh, okay, well, you know, loser could maybe get their way out or even like Diego Sanchez. Sometimes. And maybe that's more what Ariel was meaning is like, stop giving them like guys without big names who right. are just younger and are just going to be more athletic right. essentially and, and and the other side is they they don't have like a retirement package or nothing yeah. or anything to tell right, after right. they get done because then they got to look at well now i probably got to open a gym or start doing seminars or something like that yeah. if you haven't made a lot of money that's why you know I'm, I'm glad that jose got to go out the way he did because he'd made so much money and he would i mean he didn't even get like trashed in a fight he just didn't have enough to get over that little bit of a hump and it's like okay well then i guess i'm done where you also have like a bj Penn who just gets massacred into the end or i mean even like um, you know, somebody like Bigfoot Silver or something, how we're seeing them have we to just, hang on. Look at Frankie. Yeah, Frankie. You know, just like it's sad at some point, so I get what they're saying, but it's like, but like, you know, even Frankie going out against like a Chris Gutierrez, it's kind of a similar thing, but it's like, what else do you do? He wants to fight. Like, yeah. what do you do? So it's yeah. like, to me, the, the, the fix is you got to stop it before you book the fight and just refuse to book some of these guys and yeah. have well, a better system of, kind of telling when maybe somebody's past their better years or it's maybe almost borderline dangerous for them to get in with a, a young killer or anybody in a right. mixed martial arts. Well, and I, and I think the whole Ray Longo thing kind of pays to the, you know, not having a retirement plan or something yeah. to end on. If you just pay him that out, they've obviously, if they're getting to the retirement point, somebody like Shogun has paid his dues enough. He's been a champion. He right. came over from pride, like all those yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't need to do this. Like you should just give him that and say, Hey, you know, thanks for helping us sell a whole bunch of paper views sure. in Brazil and being a huge part of this. Now, not everybody's going to be able to get that treatment in the terms right. of what they brought to the company, but people like him and even like a BJ Penn and Frankie Edgar, like those guys don't need to go out there and just take a beating from these young guys just to prove that all right now i'm now i'm really done yeah i agree so i don't know i just wanted to bring that up i thought it was kind of like an interesting thing as we're seeing so like the end of an era really mm-hmm. with a lot of guys and and females even with that now we're getting to the point where some of the legend legendary females are kind of getting up there and are going to start phasing out a little bit so it's like yeah i don't know it's it's very unprecedented like i said there's no plan or set way to do it really mm-hmm. like there is in some other sports right most sports just kind of phase guys out but this one just doesn't really seem to do it very nicely right uh so that is it uh brandon what is song of the week song of the week is dream on by aerosmith all righty i like it is that because you're going to be dreaming when 
UFC Fight Night, Derek Lewis, Sergey Spivak goes yeah, on. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great way to put it. Probably. Dream out. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you're looking at this card, uh, John. What is your one for the people? My one for the people is one. Um, I think one thing that people need to like Brandon for you and Oliver and, and other people who have young kids in their lives need to get them, let them know that one of the tools you need as a man is a consistent barber. I've had the same barber for like 13 years. I was just thinking about that the other day. Mm. And that's something important because you don't want to just randomly go to like a great clips or something and get messed up. You find you a good barber, somebody you can use as like some slight therapy and talk to him while he's cutting your hair. Interesting. Big, big move there. Mm. Also, The Last of Us is fire. The TV show? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, I watched episode one. Not, not bad. It's a video game first, right? Yeah. Okay. Never played the video game, so I don't have any spoilers. So I'm actually really hype. <laughs> yeah, but I told him I saw there was like a spike in the video game sales. It just came out me. like years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, what is your? Uh, this one's a little sad. Sorry, sorry about that one, guys. But uh, my dog Bear ate his last cheeseburger Thursday, so that was kind of a rough oh, one. But yeah, shout I out, you did say that. Yeah, but shout out to him because he was great, Rest great, awesome peace. dog. Gosh. Um, just old, just older. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know how you're here. When, I, when, right. we, when we have to do that with Miley, you guys won't see me for a month. Oh, believe me, Thursday was a tough day, like really, really tough day. But you know, like I said, great dog, yeah. lived an awesome life. So good for him. Yeah, yeah. When when my dog goes, we'll see you in two months probably. <laughs> you guys won't hear me for a while. It'll be rough. Uh, I which is funny because I did not want that dog at all, and I was so mad, <laughs> so mad when Ash brought her home, <laughs> and now I'm like. She's like my favorite yep. uh, living thing ever. Best friend. There's just nothing like it's so. It is cliche. You hear people say it, but it's like a dog's only goal in life is to be to to eat, get as comfortable as possible all day long, and then just love you as much as you. Yep. Like, like they just want to love you. That's all it is. They're <laughs> the best. Uh, nothing really big for me. I will say I watched the first episode of The Last of Us. I'm in. Yeah. Loved it. Um, so I will be. Uh, continuing that this week um yeah come back next week boys we are two weeks away from ufc 284 islam makachev versus alexander volkanovsky in our main event and yair rodriguez versus josh emmett for the interim uh featherweight title two weeks so come back next week we're gonna recap Derek lewis and spivak and it's here we're gonna give you our picks and predictions for ufc 284 Islam Makachev. Get your picks in for Vertic MMA. Yes, get your Vertic MMA download. Get your picks. T-shirt, hoodie. We're going to figure something out. But the winner's getting something. So get in there, get something free. We'll see you guys next Monday. Peace. Peace.